Welcome to the Difference Makers podcast presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. Wadproof Bionic is a revolutionary mobile technology to measure and improve your mobility, flexibility, and range of motion. After completing a series of mobility tests, Bionic has everything needed to build the daily sessions tailored to your body. Bionic will help you perform and recover faster than ever. Ready to become Bionic? Download the Wadproof app now. All right, here we go. All right, guys, we are live. This is the Difference Makers. My name is Justin Tamani. I will be your host today. Today we have with us Claire Bays. And so Claire's got an interesting story in the world of CrossFit and in life. But I, I called her before the show to ask her if it was okay to call her an accidental influencer. And uh, that's kind of, she was like, yeah, I like that. That's good. So Claire is the accidental influencer that has come up in the uh, kind of CrossFit functional fitness space in the last little bit. So Claire, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I actually wanted to start by saying thank you to you for asking me to be here. And then also just thank you for the listeners, everybody who's listening right now. Thanks for being here. Yeah, these guys are the best. So, <laughs> okay, I, I jokingly said accidental influencer, but what the heck happened? Because two months ago, three months ago, Let's actually backtrack you further. Let's go to Rogue. I think I met you the first time at Rogue. You were working with Wit. Yes. And, you know, we were talking there. You were very lovely. Your whole team was wonderful. And then yes. yeah, thank you. we met again. We came cross paths at uh, Wadapalooza. And in that, like, short time, your, your Instagram had grown a little bit. But since then, yeah. it has, like, exploded. Right. So, <laughs> this is true. So what, what happened here? What, what changed? What, what did you do? And like, how did this all kind of come about with the, uh, the, the influencer status? I, you know, I don't, I don't mean for that to be like a demeaning term. No. Yeah. Not at all. Uh, I'm sorry. My dog, my intermittently. <laughs> That's okay. Dog, dog content is, is key welcome. on, on anything. You are welcome here. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> um, it accidental is the most most accurate way to describe this <laughs> i think um it was never an intention and even still it's all just a. it has happened so fast and so it's very surreal and you know initially with when things started to gain a lot of traction it was just like you know imposter syndrome and like what what you know because it so yeah. um yes i did actually if we backtrack to kind of, I guess, what feels like the start for me, I will say that I started doing CrossFit um, a little over six years ago now. And anyway, this past year was the first time that I had gone to the game. So 2021 went to the games. I was already planning to go. Our affiliate was sending um, a team. And so I have this tendency to want to work like all the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I was aware of the fact that Wit was going to have a big presence there, but was also having some problems with travel restrictions thanks to COVID at the time. And so I just sent emails saying, hey guys, I know that you're, you know, 
you, you guys are going to be there. And if you need people to work, um, I'm available. I'll be there. And then it just like waited and pretended that it like wasn't received and sent it again. And anyway, next thing you know, I wound up getting the opportunity to work for WIT at the games. And so since then, then we, I also went and worked at Rogue Invitational, which is where me, we met. Um, yeah. And so that was cool. And then have gotten to work Waterpalooza with them. And so just kind of like growing my relationship with WIT. And so that I would say was my introduction to the CrossFit community at large, right? I, I got my L1 in 2020. I've been around CrossFit for a long time. Spoiler alert, we can certainly talk about this more. I am not an athlete. I did not grow up playing sports. <laughs> so it's been a very slow, steady thing for me. But um, anyway, so in Miami, the comment was simply made, hey, we would like for you to make more content, real and TikTok friendly content. And yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> and now we're here. So that was in January of this year. And now we're at the end of April of this year. In January, I would say that at Wadapalooza, there were probably followers, which is still, you know, I just, it's just a community to me, right? And, yeah. and it's cool because it was always a community to me before as far as like you curate by who you follow and, and things like that, but not in the following sense. So that's still all just weird to wrap my brain around. But nonetheless, so my followers were probably less than 3,000 at the time of Waterpalooza. And now here we are at the end of April and it's like, you know, creeping up on 24,000. And that's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just a cool 20K in two months. Correct. I've yeah. jumped on and that's just Instagram and then never mind like TikTok and other, you know, in that platform. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a crazy thing, and I think that speaks to the power of of social media now and what types of contents are are going out there. But like a lot of the stuff that you're posting, I mean, not that you're not just posting video, but a lot of it is around video content and fun reels and and just like you're having fun with it. It looks like yeah, yeah, and that's why when it started to grow and it started to gain a lot, like there were definitely some videos that, of course, just like how social media works, some of it goes like more viral right and so mm -hmm. you know first one that gets over a hundred thousand views and then shortly thereafter one of them goes over five hundred thousand um and there's that's happened um more than once and so anyway as that occurred of course then a lot more followers come and so on and so people in my life were like whoa hey claire what like what's going on do you see what's happening or like are you what are you doing are you doing and and i yeah. was just like uh, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. And it is. Um, but for me as, at that time and, and still to this day, the way that I feel about whatever content I do choose to create, it's, um, it has to feel right and true for me. And so as far as like, what is my strategy? Of course, today, now I will say I'm more mindful and aware of the fact that like the frequency of posting and what, you know, I, I have learned things from January to now, and I still have tons to learn. Um, but as far as like having some sort of strategy with it, because I do view it as a very unique opportunity. And, yeah. and that's the, the cool thing that like, you know, say you come to my Instagram page because I posted some voiceover where I'm acting like an idiot and I'm having fun and whatever, but then you land there and then hopefully you're able to also stick around long enough to see something of value. 
And, um, and not that that's not, cause I'm, I mean, I have fun with it. That has its own value. It has its own place. Uh, yeah. I love that people are receptive to it and I get to like, enjoy that with that community. That's cool. Uh, but then to me, there are just bigger topics in life that like I want to talk about. And yeah. so having the opportunity to use social media in that way is very new to me, but very exciting. Yeah. And, and, your content and the way that you, you've gone about it isn't just like forcing any sort of topic onto people. I mean, other than just like some CrossFit fun and yeah. like just some silly stuff, but like nothing is, it, nothing ever feels like forced and it feels very natural how, how your content kind of flows together. Yeah. Um, and some of that is, is very personal stuff too. And, and some of the things that you've gone through and that's, that's where I think it's, it's probably the hardest but the most meaningful to talk about at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Vulnerability is, uh, I mean, do you want me to just run with that? Yeah, you can go with it. Yeah. You, you know, uh, you're open book. You're good. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, I had a really unique experience last year uh, just for context for listeners who don't know me, by the way, I'm 29 so last year, I'm 28, and um, an event occurs in my life. And, and in February of 2020, my grandmother passed away. And so my grandmother had the largest hand in raising me. And so this is the first time I'm experiencing grief on this scale. And um, I didn't handle it well. I grew up um, using alcohol as a coping mechanism. And, and it started out like using alcohol does for most people. It's just fun. And then over time it progressed. And so when my grandmother passed away, I really ran with that and was like, I don't want to feel things. Um, and, and so unfortunately got myself into a situation where I shouldn't have been there. And whether I know how I got there or not, it does, it's neither here nor there. I was there. And so it just came to a time where it was like, I have to own my actions. And even if I don't know how I got here, like I still got here. So this coping mechanism is now creating trauma. And with all of that, which I know that's a lot to dump really fast. So sorry. That's okay. Good. But you know, it, uh, unfortunately that, or I, I say, unfortunately, I do feel like that was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was a public occurrence. And so not only was I experiencing a traumatic event, but it was made very public through Instagram. And so hundreds of people that know me saw this occur and not my version of the story. And so all of a sudden, um, you know, all the judgment and, and I mean, judgment for myself was just as large, if not larger than any of the rest of that, as far as, you know, feeling unrecognizable to myself and being mm -hmm. like, how did I get here? How did, how am I this person? I don't even know her anymore. You know, I'm just running away from my problems and creating more problems as I go. And, and I guess the trauma pile stacked up so high that I was like, I have to change. I have to start to do things differently. And that's a scary place to be, but it's also, you know, it's, it's the birthplace of, of some really cool stuff if you let it be. So because all of that was so public, that's part of what kind of gives me, I guess, the, the willingness or desire to be so publicly vulnerable about all of it is because it was public. And yeah. so I was always so concerned, like I've always, and to this day, you know, I have this I think we all do. We have this like need to be like seen and loved. Like we want everybody to love us and we want to be seen. We want to be heard. Uh, and, and I was so desperate for your approval that 
that was kind of my North star. And so all of a sudden, whenever everything kind of came crashing down on me and all these people that I was so desperate for their approval, I wasn't getting it. Um, I had to take a look and be like, I don't approve who, who am I? And, and so that's what this past year since then has really uh, been all about for me. So that's, that's why I'm able to be so public about it, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, would you say that, excuse me, would you say that like some of that, like public acceptance, like, is that weird to kind of deal with that now that there is a little bit more uh, attention on you? Like, is that a weird thing to have to now balance out again? Um, you know, I think everything ebbs and flows with it. I think because of the fact that I had a good number of months there where I was really spending a lot of time and energy trying to get to know myself again. And, you know, being in therapy, being in a 12 step program, you name it, like those are all parts of my story over this past year that have helped. So fortunately today, and everything is one day at a time. So we'll see as we go, but I haven't felt um, overwhelmed by what's going on on social media. Thankfully, people are super encouraging and supportive by and large. Um, But it really, you know, all all of that work this last year is who are you? What are your values? Are you living in your values? Are you doing the things that like you can be proud of? And, And so thanks to all of that, I think that as it becomes more public, if anything, the support system just grows. I don't know that that's a part that's um, been too hard yet. Yeah, good. Because so. you often hear about a lot of negativity on social media and comments and things like that. And so you I, you just never know. Like I was saying earlier that, you know, even with things I post on social media, people don't think that I'm the photographer or the person behind the camera. People think I'm the one in the videos or photos or whatever. <laughs> so like at times, like I'll get posts and the comments and I'm like, you have no idea. Like, yeah. you know, this like random person saying like, Oh, I love you so much. And it's like, no, like you don't, is that's not directed to me. That's directed at the person who I've tagged in this, who probably is not paying attention to this. Yeah. And like, you know, go to their page, but that's like, that's off topic from what I was saying for you, but it's like the attention on social media, like it can be so mixed and, and people uh, have quick uh, trigger fingers with their keyboards. Yeah. Didn't yeah. Think, uh, wasn't that a Drake line? Twitter fingers <laughs> turned to uh, trigger fingers turned to Twitter fingers. Oh, I think so. I think so. I think that uh, is it. Anyways. Not going to pretend to be knowledgeable. On but yeah, no, I, I think thankfully there's been very little of the, like the negativity. Um, but of course there certainly is more than anything. There are definitely like strange um, DMs or whatever, but that's just part of it. And, uh, but, but, you know, you think about what am I going to give attention to? What am I going to give energy to? If some, if I see a comment or whatever that, that pops up, that is, especially if it's derogatory towards like a certain class of people or something like that, like it's being deleted immediately. Um, I might block that person, but, um, if it's just negative in general, like that's not what my page is about negativity. So not to say that I'm not going to be open to like constructive criticism. And if that pops up there, then that's something that like, okay, let's take a look at that. But People are, yeah, people are always going to have their opinions. They're always going to, and that's theirs. And that's, you know, one of the, one of the things about social media is 
is what I touched on briefly before, you know, that, that I always looked at it as like an, like a place where you can create this community or this, this space. And so you have to have boundaries with it and, and, what content am I consuming and how does that make me feel? And is that promoting the things in my life that, that I want to strive towards or not? And so maybe that even means muting accounts of people that are loved ones. You know, I mean, they're, they're, those are things that I, I think are important. Yeah. Because, because you can still love people and need to have boundaries with them. I 100% agree with you. And I've had to do that before. Yeah. And I don't, and it's not, it's not that you don't care about them. You, you do. But you have to have your own level of like, am I good? You know, because if I'm showing up without boundaries, then suddenly like now we're going to have resentments and it's just not going to be a good deal for anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I mean, everybody can handle that however they see fit and with anything in life. But um, yeah, I think that that social media is a space to be thinking about those things too, because it can be a space where you can go to and get inspiration and, and have positive interactions and, you know, and it can also be a draining place and, and it's what you let it be. You know what? I've seen somebody quote this before and say, like, your biggest hater is probably somebody you know, and your biggest lover is probably somebody you've never met that's on the internet or biggest supporter. And that's actually, I mean, I don't want to say that's true, but I've noticed that from being more engaging in social spheres of like, you know, especially in the content creator sphere, where like a lot of us have just like hype each other up all the time. And I love seeing it. And it's like, super like you know it it helps everybody get better yes and it helps to support your your fellow creators and like you know even around like Wadapalooza and the games like all the photographers were were tagging stories and videos of the other photographers doing their thing watching and, like, this awesome culture is so cool so Say that again just watching you guys' culture with one another for one the work ethic of content creators that go to these events and i mean like that at the games had to have been one of my biggest takeaways. And then every time since then y'all work yeah. so hard, like it's incredible. And then, yeah, to see you guys support each other, like you do, it's just really cool because there is room for everyone. And you guys really seem to have a good grasp on that. And anyway, yeah. sorry. Like the one thing I was worried about or not worried about, but like thought there would be is like a lot more beef between the creators, not yeah. beef, but like, you know, like everybody's kind of fighting for the same thing, but at the same time, we're not. You know, like everybody's got their camp that they work for, their companies that they're working for, whatever. And then if like you get a shot of my guy and I get a shot of your guy and like nobody, nobody cares. It's like, you know, that's a good angle. That's a good shot. Like everybody's cool with it that I've seen so far and that I've experienced so far. So it's really awesome to see that. Yeah. Um, For you with like all of this growth in social media, like you mentioned quickly that you've left your real estate um, position or yes. your position as a real estate agent. Um, was that sparked by the growth in social media and, and some of your ability to do more freelance work? Or was it more the lifestyle of it? Or um, what, what kind of sparked that? I wouldn't say lifestyle because I've had a really wonderful life in real estate. So mm-hmm. uh, my quality of life and my, like the, I've gotten a lot out of being, because for the past five plus years, I've been a residential real estate agent in the Oklahoma City metro area for context. And uh, I just closed my last transaction with that last week. And so started to have conversations with a brand in November about the idea of exiting real estate and going more all in with the fitness industry 
And then of course, you know, in January and so on, it's all just kind of um, stacked upon itself. I, I sat with that for a couple of months through, I'd say through the holidays for sure of like, is that something I really want to do? Because I, you know, when they first asked about it, I was like, Oh, but I like my life and I like my job. So uh, I don't know, you know, but I think that I will say as far as like what is to come is very gray for me. There's a lot of new opportunity and, um, and no certainty, <laughs> but yet, but like, I feel purpose here, you know? Yeah. And so that's the, that's the cool thing. And um, I don't know if I fully answered your question. No, that. I mean, that, it, that's it. That's the answer is like, there's, it's an uncertain decision. Yeah. But you feel like it's going the right direction is what it kind of sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's not like it'll all, I just have so much um, trust in the process. I think with anything, if you just continue to show up and try to add value, then it'll probably work itself out. Yeah. And so maybe not work itself out like you want it to right this moment. And so I've certainly experienced that already with like things that I thought would occur sooner or differently or, you know, and, and they haven't, but I don't control those things, but I do control how I deal with them. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is like planning for certain things is, is easy, but like it, nothing ever goes according to plan. No. And, and so it's tricky when people are like, it's got to be this way, this thing, it's, it's not going to work like that. And it, like you said, it's all about how you react to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, someone that is very near and dear to me, uh, has recently reminded me of, of this. Um, I had kind of an injury scare a couple of weeks ago, which I'm good and I'm very grateful for, but <laughs> I got, it was, it left me in a, you know, kind of an emotional state for a couple of days of. Anyway, um, one of the things that she said then that she has said to me before that I just love is, you know, we don't like trying to remember to not make um, long-term decisions based on short-term emotions. And so thinking about that with how we react to things, you know what I mean? Like whenever something yeah. occurs in, in business or in whatever and like, oh, I feel this way about it, but like, do I need to act on that right this minute? Or can I sit with that for a minute and then maybe handle it a little bit better? Easier said I like than that. But no, it is easier said than done, but I do like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's a really, that's a really powerful statement because I think that that's something that can easily occur. And um, like those short-term emotions of, of almost anything, you know, you can tie this back to anything, can drastically impact relationships, like how you deal with relationships, jobs, everything mm -hmm. in a split second decision. And I mean, you yeah. know, who knows, like... The, the whole Will Smith thing is a very oh. like hot button, very big talking point right now. But that's like one of those things that like nobody knows what the fallout of that is going to be. Right. You know, right. Like, well, nobody knows, you know, all the context around it. And I think just yeah. like remembering that, like, we are all humans out here trying. And so like whatever all occurred there, like, obviously, I, I think it's safe to assume that was not ideal for anyone involved. Yeah. But, like, each person is just a person doing the best that they can. Yeah. And it's better That's... to operate on that assumption than not, I think, anyway. So I'd just rather believe that they're trying, you know, and maybe they made a mistake, but we do that. I agree. Yeah. So with all of this said, how have you tried to align yourself with like brands and partners that you've, you've worked with? Because you, like, it's all a new thing to you. And it's all, you know, like, 
I feel like brands could just potentially just come right out of the woodwork to be like, Hey, we see you're, you're popular now. We see you're doing these things. Like we see this growth, like we want to be in on, on the ground floor. Is that something that you've, um, experienced? Like, are you, you know, how have your, uh, experiences with that kind of growth been? Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a really good question. And I certainly should preface that on everything I've said so far, and certainly now, um, I'm not an expert on any of it <laughs> as far as like how I've handled it so far. Yeah. Um, there have been a number of different opportunities come up and, um, and it's so cool to, to have anybody show any interest in anything that you're up to. Like, that's cool. But yeah. as far as when it comes to the selection of like what I've chosen to do so far, it has been for me, what is already a part of my life. And so not to say that I can't be aware of something else and think about it, but if you do experience growth on social media, then like I would assume that these companies at some point are either they're just putting their eyes on it or they have some sort of data. I don't know where they can see, Oh, this is getting a lot of traction. It's getting a lot of views or whatever. And so it makes perfect sense. Um, but I have just been very, if it's, something that I already, like I already use the product or I'm already, you know, bought in on the culture or I don't know, then, then that's how I've navigated it so far. Mm -hmm. And so, because when you're growing too, you know, you have to also remember that I feel, and this was something that was said to me by another good friend. I don't know. I've got a good support system. Hey, <laughs> everybody so, needs it. Yeah, absolutely. And so they, you know, they were like, we have to remember too, that, that they may see an opportunity right now at low cost. Right. Yeah. And so that's something to also be mindful of that. I do want to partner with, with brands and with different, different things that make sense for me, but also I don't just because things are being flung at me, it's like, okay, but is that even something certainly, you know, is it a product that I take today? Is it even something I would be looking for? Yeah. Um, things like that. So, so I've been very reluctant to do anything unless it is already actively a part of my daily routine. And that's, that's good to hear because I mean, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that kind of get that look trickling in of success or, or notability, um, yeah, notability on, on social platforms. And then it's like, they start promoting these really strange products. And I think that may even push people away and push other companies away. I agree. I think it, I think it sends this, like this signal of like not being authentic and it's so hard. And yet again, it's, I'm not saying that from a place of judgment because you never know that person may really need the income that could be produced by that partnership or, you know, who knows what yeah. their motivators are. So, True. you know, uh, to each their own. And I'm, I'm grateful to not be in a position right now to like be in some need of, of some partnership that maybe doesn't align with who mm -hmm. I am at this point. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely, if you're thinking about, if you're, this is all yet again, just like, oh, so now I have to put on this brain there, this cap of like, we do think about things from the perspective of like, what is the engagement? What is the growth? What is the, you know, like we have yeah. to have a strategy. <laughs> yeah. Now you're having fun. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, th thinking about like, how is this messaging going to come across to, to the community that has decided to show up here? Because if I want them to stay, they need to feel um, connected to me and they need to feel like I'm being real with them and I'm not just selling them stuff. Cause that's, that's, that is just going to like be really, really, really obviously not authentic. Yeah, no, that's, and that's, that's true. And I think a lot of this comes back to 
uh, you being authentic in how you do everything. It seems like. Yeah, fair, <laughs> but it's just like that. It comes across to me when I, when people look at your social, you'll see that it, it does come off as very authentic and very, um, it seems like your personality comes out a lot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, the, the goofy and fun stuff. And I like love that I would, I just wouldn't have created that content. Like I wouldn't have been doing this if it hadn't have been like, a, Hey, go ahead. You know, like, I, so it's so fun now to like do the voiceovers and do whatever and just be goofy. Like that's fun. But yeah. I am also just definitely like, you know, craving that like one on like I mean I, I want to know about you so this is actually like really hard to be interviewed right now I'm just be like okay but Justin so like how do you feel about that <laughs> yeah, how do I feel put it back on you um but yeah I mean I, I don't know. I think that that comes across there because it's just you know I, I don't know just relating to other people it's like it's medicine yeah so I, and I see that and I I appreciate that and that's good to see from me. And I'll tell you about me as a, as a content creator, my content creator side of me is different. I actually struggle to put myself in front of the camera as much because I don't, I was in this mindset of this isn't why people are here. They're not here to see me. They're here to see the people I'm highlighting, you know? Okay. So, and I've, I've realized that's probably not the best way to go about it. And I've, I have plans to make, content that focuses more on my adventures i will say or my you know my well, background a lot of value to add too i mean there's a lot to your backstory as well and i, I mean you were a gym owner and you have a, i mean you also are a pretty elite athlete like there's a lot of value that you have to offer outside of those things that i know as well you know it's funny is like in this will be episode 34 I don't think I've really talked about my background as an athlete or as a gym owner more than just like in passing for a few seconds on the, the podcast. So which it is, is kind of funny. it's a big part of your story. It is, which is funny, but I just really, I mean, it's in, I'm interviewing people. I don't get interviewed, <laughs> Yeah. but yes, I owned a, a gym. I owned CrossFit solid ground, which was in, uh, well, Thornhill, Ontario, which is just North of Toronto. Um, I guess our claim to fame was that uh, during his first, uh, during, um, well, when he was in school, chiropractic school, Patrick Vellner trained at my gym. But during that same time, I went to regionals as an individual in 2015. Uh, I went on a team in 2017. And that was in the Canada East region, which became the East region. So my first uh, regionals appearance was when they first made the super regionals, where it was the Canada East against the Northeast mm -hmm. in I believe that year it was in Hartford. Um, and that was my first year in the regional. And I'd, you know, I think that was my third or fourth go at the open where I was like really trying to qualify. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the kind of the, I, you know, I, I say failures, let's just say failures, but a lot of the um, failure associated with not making regionals those first three years really helped me learn and develop as an athlete, as a coach, and allowed me to get to the point um, where I could qualify when it was arguably the hardest year to date to qualify for the regionals. Uh -huh. So that was, that was kind of a cool thing and a, and a lot of growth and a lot of learning from, I, I say my mistakes, but it's not necessarily my mistakes. It's just learning and growing as an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's my story. And then, you know, 
I picked up a camera and now I have this dual personality where sometimes you see me as a coach and as a athlete where I can speak to those things. And then sometimes you see me as a content creator where I can speak to those things where I'm on the other side of the camera, the other side of the lens, and I can, uh, you know, highlight people like yourself. Well, and being multifaceted, I, I mean, I think it's really, really cool. You know, you it's you don't have to pigeonhole yourself entirely. I mean, I understand to some extent that, you know, sort of getting a niche matters or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, all of those pieces are you. Oh, and yeah. They're... I just think that you have, a, I mean, that you have been very helpful with me because, spoiler alert world, muscle ups, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do them, really not great. Uh, we're working on it. But anyway, yeah. you immediately wanted to like reach out and be like, okay, well, here are some tools. And I mean, you went above and beyond with that. And I would think that that would be content that would be appreciated by, you know, the people who follow along. Yeah. Maybe they showed up because you posted Ellie or Pat, but you know, I mean, that's value too. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm and that's, that's where it's tricky for me is like, I've kind of separated those two personalities. Yeah. I have my coach to Manny and my to Manny photography and they're two different accounts and two different pages. Yeah. Um, to separate and highlight those things. But I think people on the, like either side would, would find value in the other side, but mm -hmm. um, for, for business purposes, I've kept it separate. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, it, 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 it would feel weird to have them as like one big page mm -hmm. because people would just be like, what, what is happening? We, we got yeah. this over here. We got, then he's coaching and then he's taking a photo of like some other person. Yeah. So for that reason, I've kept it separate, but it's, I've found it actually kind of funny that people, um, based on when they met me, know me as something different. Mm -hmm. So I moved in 2020. So I've, I've found that a lot of the people who are in the area that I live in now see me as photographer, videographer, content guy, mm -hmm. everybody from where I was from, where my gym used to be is he's the coach, he's a CrossFit coach. And I don't even know if some of them know that like I take photos and take pictures and do these things. Yeah. Um, so I think it's funny and, and people are like, no, but that's like a whole you, but I'm like, I, I know that. And if you know me well, you know that. Right. But if you don't know me that well and you're just a, a passerby, you know, a social media, just, you know, acquaintance. Yeah. Then you, you see one or the other, mm -hmm. which I think is, is, I like it kind of, I secretly like it. You like the compartmentalization of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I can just shut off my brain when I do one thing and then shut off my brain when I do the other thing. And then, I mean, oddly though, the photography and videography side, goes hand in hand with my coaching side. So I know what to look for. I know parts of the movement. I know what not to show. Yeah. That's an important thing too. Is as a creator. As a, well, as a creator, as a CrossFit person, person who loves CrossFit, I never want to highlight something that doesn't look, I wouldn't say perfect, but ideal or good. Sure. So like a bad lockout, right. you know? something like that i would say like a fail like i'm not gonna highlight right like a gym fail like we don't need more gym fail videos being directed at crossfit i will never show anything like that that's so oh that hits home because that's what happened with my which i'm okay but with my when i failed the lift that i failed naturally i'm totally okay somehow but it was pretty scary a couple weeks ago somebody was there joking about that and i was like we don't preemptively we don't know no 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 i don't i don't mean to but I I'm so with you that we want to promote the sport for what God, I mean, 
at the end of the day, I will say my body was able to handle that and somehow be okay. I think largely thanks to all of the training that it has undergone over the past six plus years in CrossFit, you know, if I didn't have the mobility and the, the range of motion and all of that stuff that I do have, like that probably would have gone a lot worse. Yeah. Um, and, and so um, like, I agree, you know, wanting to promote it because the, the good, you know, what it has the ability to do for people. I don't know. I, no, I agree with you. Like you, we want to promote the sport in the light that we perceive it in. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but for myself, like what's that? I said, functional movement saves lives. <laughs> yeah. And like the ability to move your own body weight and control your old body weight to make yourself stronger, you know, improve the, all those aspects of your life, create a healthier lifestyle. Like that's the stuff that I want to promote from a CrossFit standpoint and a fitness standpoint, Mm -hmm. like nobody needs to see somebody miss a lift because, you know, they, they're trying their best or they have not necessarily the best direction with what they're doing. And they're like overshooting on it. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's coaches out there who are cheerleaders as opposed to coaches. Mm -hmm. And it's tricky to distinguish for a new person where that, that, the influence of the coach and the rah, rah attitude of like, yeah, you got that. Like, let's go, go PR, go up, go up, go up. Like that's the cheerleader side that, that unfortunately exists in the space as opposed to the coaching side. That's like, no, let's taper it back. Take 20% off the bar, work on these kind of specific things for two months. And then we'll, we'll go do it. Cause mm-hmm. that's hard for people to hear. But that's like good coaches will will take you back a step and will 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 knock you down a peg and allow you to, to be able to go up ten steps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, I showed up to to CrossFit in my twenties, and yeah. um, you know, I I was introduced to it, and and I remember the guy that I worked with that was like, oh, you know, it was a new gym and come check it out. And he was one of the first members. And I remember just getting a membership and driving around the block and going home because like Mm. more than once. (laughs) And then I canceled the membership and I didn't come back for three years. I was so scared of it. And I think that, you know, that barrier of entry for people is, is something that we often forget about it. Cause by now I'm so comfortable in that space. Like I live there, you know, and it's, and I, and I could do anything there, you know, but, um, except for muscle as well, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but that's, you know, that's a part of most people's story when it comes to getting involved in the gym. And even if they were like growing up, say maybe they were an athlete and they got out of it. Now they're trying to come back and just improve their quality of life again, after having had five, 10 years off or whatever. Uh, Those fears are something that most people definitely like experience. And, and that's just part, part of it. But, um, where I don't even remember where I was going with that. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, hey, we're just talking about life in the gym and how intimidating it can be mm-hmm. for somebody yeah. new. It's extremely intimidating. And, but I think that's with anything new, it can be intimidating. Like the first time you hit share on one of those reels or when the first time you, you shared a really deep post that yeah. you're like, put considerable effort into writing 
there's a real big hesitation before you hit share if it's going to go well if it's going to be well perceived if it's going to come off the right way or people are going to like it yeah and i feel like that's it's it's why people don't do it more Mm -hmm. and uh it's actually you know I think it's why I haven't put myself in front of the camera as much for some of the the work I've done on the photography side of things and the videography side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, my, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say that's my like. I don't want to say my fear. Like I don't have a fear. Like it, it you know, like it's social media. Like it'll. It is okay. I don't want it to be there. It's not there. Yeah, it, it's okay if it's a fear. It's a fear for most people. It's a, yeah. I mean, um, I, I've listened to other creators in not necessarily the fitness space, but talk about their experiences with their own growth in social media and the challenges that they face. And that is certainly one that gets addressed all the time is the, the fear of acceptance and the fear of, is this going to go well? And, you know, yeah. or, is this going to be received well or whatever? Um, but, you know, things to think about and things that I remind myself of with that is, did I create it because I liked it? You know, if I liked it, then that's my social, that's my page, you know? And, and so I need to post, create this content, whatever, because it's something that resonates with me. And if it resonates with me, then I'm going to go ahead and do it. And then, and certainly now that I'm um, doing a little bit more volume as far as how much I'm posting, you know, having the understanding that not everything's going to hit, it's just not going to. And, and, but that doesn't mean that you don't do it anyway. If you enjoyed doing it felt, if it felt right for you, whatever, then you just do it and you never know what's going to like stick or what's not. But, but so there was a time, Oh, I don't know how long ago, but, but, I would say within the last year, but certainly more than six months ago, where I actually turned off my like counts for a while because I heard it recommended from another person. And I was like, that's a, you know, at that time, that was a good idea for me because the the idea behind that, and maybe that's a good idea for you or for someone listening at this time is, you know, this arbitrary number doesn't determine its value. Like if it was valuable for me, then it was valuable. If I wanted yeah. to create it, then I wanted to create it and I should be proud of it. I was proud enough of it to post it to begin with. So now how it's received, you know, as long as I'm not hurting anyone in whatever I'm doing or, you know, then, uh, okay, you did it because you liked it. So like it, stand by it. I think that's a really strong message for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's, I think- it's something to think about with if you're, if you're somebody out there who is creating content, who's trying to do more, who's trying to get a message across, you know, um, you got to do what's right for you. And there's going to be fluctuations with the growth or you come back, you know, there's going to be fluctuations with all of that. That's just like the reality of it. And at the end of the day, the people that are meant to be there will be there. And if they're not, that's, that's okay too. And so that's, that's what I, that's the conversation I have with myself in regards to what's going on on my social media is that if it dips down or if the growth stops, because of course, you know, I've had moments where it's like growing by a thousand or more every day for a few days, it's crazy. And then it slows down to like, oh, today we only grew by a hundred and like, who knows, maybe I will drop down a bit. That's a very realistic possibility tomorrow. And so if my value is determined by those numbers, then I've got a problem. And so for me, I just have to remember like, 
did I, you know, what was, what was the reason, what is the reason I'm doing this? Does, does it matter to me? And then the people that want to consume this are the people that, that I, that I want to hang out with. And if you yeah. don't consume it, that's cool. That's part. That's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I mean, it's such a healthy attitude to go into this kind of space with, Yeah. right? Like for people who are, there's I feel like there's low-hanging fruit and there's easy ways to get likes and attention on social media yeah and I don't see you doing that yeah I mean I know for a fact that like the the you know single photo posts or whatever and then I like write a bunch of words because I love to write a bunch of words <laughs> like I know that those are like not going to they're going to reach a now because I have the insights turned on as of very very recently new here. Um, anyway, you know, I know now that like, those are not going to see nearly the engagement or, you know, all the, the reach to the people who do not follow me. So trying to build a follow, whatever, like, I know that those are not going to have the same reach. I'm not going to get the same amount of engagement on them, but that stuff is so important to me. And so like, I'm doing it anyway, you know? And so I know that, that there are certain types of reels, reels in general right now, I mean, Instagram is just loving those, but you know, there are certain types of them that I know like, oh, this one's, you know, more likely based on data history. Like this is going to probably perform better um, mm -hmm. when it comes to gaining attention. So that has its place, but what also has its place is like what you want to say. Yeah. And, and that's that's the thing is if you showed up for the goofy voiceover great if you showed up for the recap of my open workout great now you're probably going to see one of those still photo posts that doesn't get nearly as much traction but talks about something that is very meaningful to me and maybe it resonates with you and maybe it doesn't but it's it, it's my page <laughs> it's my page and it's i'm doing page. whatever <laughs> i want i like it I'm not that's awesome. else. <laughs> if i say that one more time as long as i'm not hurting anyone else no. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's another thing. And, and obviously that's, that's like a life lesson, like, you know, do your own thing. Don't worry about other people. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, no, I love the way you put it out. Uh, you're sorry. I would love the way you put out your energy yeah. on social media. And I love the way that you, you uh, bring a very lighthearted, fun element to everything. And uh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's, it's so cool to hear anybody think that it's because some of that stuff is so lighthearted and then some of it is so not lighthearted. <laughs> and so no. like to know that that's the, the feel, you know, cause those are, cause that's, you can be both. Yeah. You, know, you can be the goofy, funny, whatever. And then you can be this person that's like all up in their feels and sometimes feels like paralyzed by their own emotions. And like, that's, that's okay too. Yes. I agree. Fun being human yeah. yeah all right on that note claire thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me thank you to anyone who stuck around this long um yeah this is a cool opportunity this is the first podcast i've ever done so we'll have to mark that down. really first oh. <laughs> i i feel like i'm i'm on the ground floor with with some of this stuff yeah you. you know i was i was a big real or instagram supporter from the beginning you were you're a real one you were <laughs> seriously in the ground floor i don't even know it's so weird it's so weird you and then there are a couple of other creators as yeah. well that um, i've gotten to know 
through, and I feel like we're in this journey together, you know, like you're experiencing, you're learning so much as a creator. Maybe what we do isn't exactly the same. You, I, your talent is totally different. No. Um, but anyway, you know, what I, like we have this shared experience of like, we're just like learning this space together. Yeah. And that's, there's, there's not a lot of people that haven't figured out and they're the people who haven't figured out, you can tell they got it kind of figured out. Yeah. Yeah. But they've been, but they've spent a lot of time and energy doing that. Yes. Yeah. So, and exactly. we're coming in here. Um, so on that, where are you going to be next? Can anybody, do you have any semifinals you're going to be at? Is there anything coming up that you want to talk about? Or are we, I know oh, you got something, but I don't know if you can talk no, about that's, it. That's the gray area. Yeah. So yeah. I will definitely, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's safe to say that you can just, you can definitely be expecting to see me at the larger CrossFit events in some way, shape or form. So we do, we are working on a project right now uh, with WIT and that we'll be doing some brand awareness stuff in the United States. So there's not really a whole lot concrete that I can share there, but that's kind of the, the upcoming project. Um, but as, as far as specifics, I don't really, I don't really have, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> and I'll be doing whatever I do on there. And yeah, I, I, I wish I could give you more concrete there, but then again, I also don't mind that I can't. No, hey, that's perfect. Good. Go to the Instagram, follow along, and then we'll see you soon. We'll have fun. Awesome guys. This has been the Difference Makers. Thanks for listening. Take care. With the Wadproof Pro Experience, you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet. From full training programs in the gym and at home, to movement-specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro. Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question. What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox. From a full-featured exercise log, to side-by-side -side comparisons, to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn, to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.